So welcome to the show. I'm David Speed. I'm Adam Brazier. And this is Creative Rebels. Uh, it's a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. We started our first company, Graffiti Life, in a small garage. Yeah, it wasn't easy. But we built the company up to the stage where now we're regularly working with brands like Disney and Nike. And we've been lucky enough to make art all over the world. On this podcast, we interview successful creators. Their advice will enable you to take action and turn your passion into a career. There's literally been no better time in history to make a career from being creative. So many people are going to tell you that you can't do it, but we're here to tell you that you definitely can. Right, let's do a podcast. Welcome back, Rebels. Welcome. This is something you're going to be getting from now on called Creative Thinking. Um, me and Ad sat down and, and we were really thinking about like how we could provide you with the most value. And it really comes down to answering your questions directly because you guys have been sending in loads of questions to us and we really enjoy doing it. So we're going to start putting these out more regularly and they're going to be called Creative Thinking. Yes, yeah, so we're going to try and do these once a week. And I think we're going to try and answer about three or four questions in each one, aren't we? Yeah. And on weeks where we have like a live podcast or something like that, then those will probably supersede the creative thinking episodes. But for the most part, you'll be getting Q&A. So make sure you keep sending your questions in to us. Um, you can get us connect at rebelscreate.com. Or you can drop us a DM on Instagram at rebelscreate. Yes, and we are now also on the YouTube. So search Creative Rebels. You will find our lovely faces in video form doing content for you. <laughs> for your eyes. Content for your eyes. Um, so this week we got into some awesome questions. Thank you so much for sending those in. Hopefully it will help a lot of you. Yeah, we had such a good response to the imposter syndrome one that we put yeah. out um, that we yeah we decided to do some more. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one and uh, keep sending your questions in. If you are listening to this uh, on the day that it comes out, which is Wednesday, the 25th of September, then please come tonight and join us where we will be interviewing Harris Newcomb. This is if you are London based, we will be interviewing Harris Newcomb at the Regent Street Apple Store. And tomorrow we're doing another thing. And the day after, yeah, we're going to be interviewing Reggie Yates at, also at the Regent Street Apple Store. So 25th and 26th of September 2019, you can find all of the details if you Google today at Apple um, or just head to our stories. Yeah, if you head to our stories, we'll put all the links up there. So in the next couple of days, you can go and sign up. It's all completely free and We've done a few already and they've been super good. Yeah, it's really great. You'll get to meet us. You'll get to meet the guests. Um, bring any questions that you might have. We'll answer them on the day and it should be a really good time. So we hope to see a lot of you guys there. Please come. We hope you enjoy this episode and we really do appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your continued support. And um, if we can help you in any way, just reach out to us. another week another episode and we're going to do another session that we haven't yeah. named yet yeah i was literally about to say we need to come up with a name for this yeah um we'll come up with that next week yes um we've chosen three questions this week 
that all kind of link together yeah. in the similar sort of theme. Um, so our first question is um, basically around the the pressure of keeping up on social media, like going online and seeing how busy everyone else is and then kind of thinking, I'm not doing enough and sort of panicking about it. Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Because obviously like Instagram, which I suppose is what they're referring to, is I mean, it could be it could be LinkedIn, it could be TikTok. It's like all of these platforms people are producing lots of content yeah, for them like youtube as well i suppose yeah. um yeah it's hard one thing that i've been thinking of a lot recently is that um something poppy chancellor said in her episode and she was talking about like feeding the beast of instagram and how in fact it was the the quote that you said yeah, yeah. that you selected um that we that we sort of put out to promote the episode and she's saying in that that she'd written down make image for Instagram. Yeah. And then she was like, this is ridiculous, make an image for yourself and yeah. put it on Instagram. So I think there's there's definitely something to that, like document, don't create, like make work for yourself and share it. Um, and I think, I mean, we certainly like, this is a bonus episode. The reason we're doing this bonus episode is because it got to the stage where so many people were like kind of half complaining that they weren't getting enough free content yeah. from us that we sort of felt pressure of like, we did feel pressure to make more content. Yeah. Um, we know every piece of content you put out is a flag in the ground. So the more content you produce, the more chance there is for someone to discover that piece of content. So if we put this out on LinkedIn and it gets shared and someone new sees it, then that brings them in and there's double the chance if we put out two videos a week as yeah. there is if we just put one video out. Yeah, and it's, I suppose it's really hard when you look at someone like Gary Vee, who's got a team of people who's got, who are putting out like, I, th- I want to say they put out like 100 pieces of content a week or something. I can't remember. I saw a stat recently that was like, it was at least like 15 a day. And I suppose when you look at people like that who are putting out so much content. And he says he's not doing enough. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which, how does that make you feel when you're a smaller creator and you think, well, he's saying 15 isn't enough, but I can only put out one. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a really hard one. I think it's all about not doing too much for yourself that just makes you absolutely stressed out. It's like doing what you can do just to a good quality. And that's what I always say to people is like, especially when it's about posting online and stuff, like post as often as you can create good content for. Don't feel like there's an absolute need to just churn out content just for the sake of it. Yeah. Like you've got to enjoy it as well. So if you if you can enjoy putting out one piece of content a day, do that. If you only enjoy putting out one a week, then do that or learn to like doing it more yeah because I, I think if you like doing it so this is this is a random example but i've got a friend who and i i so rarely go on facebook i go on facebook maybe once every six months but every time i go on she's a content machine and she's just posting pictures of her kids what she's been doing that week like um her and her kids go on a lot of holidays yeah. um with her husband who's my mate um and they they like and she documents the whole thing yeah she doesn't realize that she's doing what like a lot of professional creators are doing yeah. because it's just for a very small circle which is her friends and family but because she there's, loves it there's so much to take away from that like the fact that she loves doing it so she's making loads of content the fact that she's doing it really regularly it's probably quite good content and the fact she's doing it for a niche it's yeah, like she has a, yeah. she has an engaged audience who are like oh i wonder what the twins are up to like and, yeah and, yeah and tuning in it's mad it's, I think there's different ways you can take that in terms of like how great it is for like running a business. Like if you can find something that you love as much as your kids, yeah. then... Because she doesn't feel pressure to keep up. Yeah. She's a content machine, but she loves what she's doing. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And because there's no like, 
I don't imagine there's like a battle between mums of like who's put up the most pictures recently. I think there is. Do you reckon? <laughs> I think there is. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's kids the cutest? Yeah, I imagine yeah, yeah. The, the battle probably is. But the more you love it, like the easier it is, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that's why when we sat down and we were like, look, these people are asking like, oh, are you going to be doing any more episodes? Yeah. And it, we didn't sit down and go, oh, we've got to do more episodes. Yeah. We were like, yeah, well, I guess we could fit that in yeah. around running four other businesses. Yeah. The thing is like, I really enjoyed doing this. Like, yeah. this is great. Like, we actually help people. Like, the kind of my, my reason for getting up in the morning is doing this podcast and helping people. And so, like, if someone says, can you make more? If I can do more, like, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, and I guess that's why we call it a bonus episode because it's like... Bonus for us and it's bonus for you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I was going to say more because, like, we're not promising that you're going to get this every Wednesday. Yeah. It's like, it is a bonus, so enjoy mm-hmm. it as a, as a bonus. But I mean, maybe that'll change. Maybe, we're, maybe we will. But so what I'm trying to say is that we're not feeling pressure to, to put this out because we're enjoying doing it and we're loving the feedback that we're getting from, um, from you guys. So, so what would you say to someone who is in that situation where they're, they're comp- like their rivals, I suppose, around them are putting out way more content and they're like, shit, I can't keep up. So first thing is I don't worry about the competition. Um, I wouldn't look at what they're doing. I just focus on yourself and focus on creating the best content that you can make because mm-hmm. that's, all, that's all you're capable yeah. of. And then rather than just responding in the moment and thinking, oh crap, I haven't uploaded to Instagram and just like quickly doing something or whatever the platform is, take have a specific time in the day where that's your social media time yeah. and it's important i think you should block it off and you should say i'm going to do i'm going to do an hour of twitter in the morning i'm going to do an hour of facebook during my lunchtime and i'm going to do an hour of linkedin at night like yeah. or instagram or whatever um and but have those times where that's your social media time because yeah and i think so to jump in i think for that social media time as well that needs to be content creating time for that social media as well, not just being sat yeah. on the platform. Because a lot of people will just be like, okay, cool, it's Instagram time. I'm going to spend an hour on Instagram and just be on Instagram for an hour and not yeah. really produce anything that's important. Whereas it's like, if you like with anything, it's all about creating good content. And that good content needs a lot of time putting in to make it. It's like to give yourself like an hour or whatever to, on Instagram, if that like, that needs to be out of that hour, half an hour needs to be posting and engaging with things straight after you've posted. So then you've only got half an hour before that to create content, which isn't a lot of time. I think you really need to balance out where where that time is being used and how much time you allocate to content creating. I think that comes down to being really smart with how you produce content as well. Like instead of just producing like one thing for this, one thing for this, one thing for this, create one big quality piece of content that you can redistribute to different places. So if you create say a video, for example, you could maybe take a snippet of that, put it on LinkedIn and then take a quote from that, put on Twitter and like take small different pieces from your main substance and then like spread those over rather than trying to create 20 different pieces for every single platform. Create one really, really good piece of content that all of them can feed to, but you tease it out to different platforms based on kind of what appeals to them. So if you've got something that you're like, okay, well, I might do a bit more of a funny thing and like a funny meme around this and you want to put on Instagram to make it like a fun visual thing, but then you've got like a more serious angle that you want to take on LinkedIn, like just use the same piece of content, but just spread it out in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you do that, then you will definitely feel the pressure dropping because I think pressure and 
pressure comes from panic and confusion and sort of running around like a headless yeah. chicken. But when once you've got a clear list that you can tick off and you can just go methodically through, um, and whether that's daily or hourly, like however many pieces of content you're producing, yeah. um, but make sure that you're producing enough to grow and be successful, but not too much that you're going to lose your mind yeah. um, and just do it in a really methodical way like like Adam just suggested. Yeah, and I think the, what, what you said as well about not looking at what everyone else is doing is really important because that's only going to stress you out at the end of the day. All you've got to do is create as much good content as you can do. Um, yeah, that leads us on to our next question from Steve Mack who was asking us a question about... Um, feeling pressure from parents or loved ones and in the sense of like they're telling him to do not what he wants to be doing yeah um what they believe is the right path it's a tricky yeah. one isn't it it's a tricky one especially like for me i've never really had that my parents have always been very supportive in whatever i've done um but i know when we started our business that your parents weren't too too thrilled were they <laughs> Well, my mum listens to this podcast, so I've got to be okay. careful with what I say. Hi, mum, love you. Um, but I, I think that when you say to your parents, hey, mum, I'm going to be a professional graffiti artist when yeah. that's not a job that exists <laughs> and I'm going to paint on walls for a living. And I mean, because she used to get cross with me when she'd uh, go driving, particularly so me and Paul Elliott, who um, previous guest on the podcast, uh, me and him used to paint graffiti in our younger days and one of our favorite places to paint was the motorway um, specifically the the road to Gatwick airport because <laughs> um, we could actually get there from our houses really easily and that patch of motorway um, my mum knew what my tag was she knew what Paul's tag was and when they would drive to the airport my mum would see our work um, on the because the reason that we chose the motorway yeah. is because there's no other graffiti there. So if you paint there, it really stands out. Yeah. Because we were painting track sides and stuff, but you're just lost in a in a sea of other graffiti. So we were like, oh, if we want people, and like every time we met a new artist, they go, oh, you guys have got that that piece on the side, like going yeah. towards Gatwick Airport. Like everyone always noticed our stuff, but including in those people was my mum. And, um, she just like, she just used to be like, what are you doing with your life? I'm going on to the airport on holiday and I see your fucking, your yeah. graffiti. And she was just not like, not into it. And then I'm telling her, oh, I think this could be a job. And I think I'm going to get paid by big companies to do this. Yeah. Especially when there's no precedent for that. No at precedent all. for it. It sounds absolutely wacky. Yeah. And maybe it was wacky. It sounds like the idea that a five-year-old would have when they just say to their mum, like, mum, I'm going to paint on walls all day. Yeah. And make money from it. Yeah. But um, I was right. So <laughs> so it wasn't that crazy after all. But so I think as creatives, a lot of us do, we have these big ideas and we have these visions of, of what could be. And certainly now in 2019, I think like whatever you're thinking of feels more realistic than yeah. it did in 2010. Yeah. Because now the precedent is do whatever you want. And like, if you're smart about it, you can turn it into a, yeah. into a thing. I think these days as well, like we're in such a different climate to what our parents were in when they were younger. Like the internet is a thing and people can make money on the internet, which wasn't possible before. You'd have a job for life. Like you'd leave school at 16, 18, after college or something, go and get a job. And you that's what you would do for the rest of your life. Whereas today... It's much more of a multi-hyphenate society where people are doing lots of different things and people have got side projects where they're earning money from. They're which like- is which is Chinese to someone who's who's grown up with get a job, yeah. like go to school, graduate, get good grades, get a job, 
stay in that one job, yeah. get promoted, retire at 60 and have a, a happy retirement. And that's yeah. like, that's the American dream. That's the the UK dream. Like that's what people were expected to do. I think, and I think the older generation especially doesn't realize how you make money from it because like quite often I've spoke to older people before, told them about the podcast and they're like, well, how do you make money from it? Because in their idea, it's two people sat in a room talking to each other with a microphone and putting it somewhere. Like, how can you make money from that? There's no transaction happening. And it's just a completely different world to them. They don't realise this kind of thing. And you can only really give advice based on your experiences, yeah, can't absolutely. you? I mean, I, I, I couldn't advise a, a gymnast how to do the best because I have no experience yeah. in it. And I think all parents want the best for their kids. So it's like any parents who are... Most parents, yeah. Yeah, most parents. <laughs> and so if you're kind of thinking, oh, they just don't know, they don't like me or they're being nasty or something, yeah. they're not. They're, they're generally thinking... Like, so I think there's the I think there's two ways that can go. There's first the way you're saying where it comes from a place of love and they're worried that you're trying something that is not safe. Yeah. Um that that you're taking a big risk. Yeah. And that the way that they know because they've done it themselves is the way to do it. They think that's the way you should go. Yeah. Um and they they care about you and they're concerned that you're you're saying I'm going to be a poet and they're like, "Well, that's not a proper job." Yeah. So so do what I did. Mm-hmm. There's those kinds of parents. But then there's also sadly the the parents who are like misery loves company and very negative yeah. and maybe they never made anything of themselves. They never put themselves out yeah. there so they and so they don't want that for you. I've certainly got a friend who a female friend whose whose mum is very like resentful of her bit like because she's now older and she's seeing like a, a young girl with like all of this kind of future ahead of her yeah. and feels like she doesn't have that and, and I I'd sacrifice so much to have you and and now like there's that kind of weird and I think that's the other type of parenting where there's negative put downs because they don't want you to succeed because yeah. it maybe it maybe shines a light on something that's um that's bothering them yeah and i feel like the way you deal with both of those things is exactly the same way like it's just kind of having faith in your belief that you can do it you can do it uh, and then trying to explain to them and educate them about what you're doing because most of the time they just won't understand so if you say i want to become a say you want to become a youtuber and they were like well that's ridiculous and then you explained well this is how people make money on youtube by in giving them examples so this person started six months ago they're now on this many subscribers and they're earning this from doing this kind of brand deals they've got an audience like this and just breaking it down for them to understand because it's like you've personally came to that decision yourself of this is a realistic thing that's possible so just convince them that it is yeah and meet them with empathy understand that understand where what their position is and if it's something that that you guys always fight on and it always comes up and, and everyone gets really angry about it, then try not to try not to bring it up. And that might mean that you have to move out. Mm. Might like if I think it's a great luxury if you can still be living with your parents when you're setting up something yeah. for yourself and you don't have to worry about rent. That's a that's a huge advantage. But if you're in an environment where it would it would almost be worse trying to set something up where you've got constant negativity towards that thing that you are yeah. trying to set up. So maybe get yourself out of the situation. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who have much better relationships with their parents after they leave the house. I suppose another option, instead of if if you're in a stage where you can't physically move out, is 
prove them wrong. Like you've got, go and get a job that they want you to do if you have to, like go and work something and then in your side, like have a side hustle, have a side project that every evening you come home and work on, every weekend you work on and you show them that you can do it and you can earn money from that. And then after doing that for a while, you can be like, look, this is exactly what I've done. This is how much I've earned. This is the following I've gathered. These are the opportunities that are coming to me and I've done this in my spare time. I'm going to go and do this full time now. And I imagine then if you've shown them all the evidence, they'll be supportive. If you do actually make it a success, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll absolutely, they'll absolutely um, be on board. Like my mum is my, like my mum and dad are like my biggest fans. And, yeah. and every time I'm on TV, they, they DVR it and like they, they just love it. And they're, they're really proud. Um, and they're proud that we're doing something that's totally different and that yeah. we've made it a success. I actually know a few people who've gone and started on their own and now their parents work for them. Whoa. Which is crazy. But it's like they're there to like they've shown them that they can do it, and then they've now got the support of the parents in the day to day workplace. Yeah, you only have one life to live, and you can't live it for other people. You've got to live it for for yourself, and you can love your parents and still do your own thing, even Absolutely. if it's the opposite of what they want you to do. You yeah. have to you have to do you, otherwise you won't be happy. Yeah, um, and that I mean that perfectly leads on to the next question. Yeah, so our third question is kind of about like keeping up with your friends, I suppose, or keeping up with the Joneses, that kind of yeah, yeah. That talk. Yeah, sacrificing. Um, so at the beginning of a business, not having any money and seeing your friends go out and not being able to join in and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and there's really no, there's no easy like fix for that. It's, no. um, it is hard. It is hard. Like when we, when we started, and we've spoken about this before, but when we started, we tried leveraging everything we could to do the things that we wanted to do that cost money. Yeah. And we tried to find ways that we could do them for free. So for example, if there was ever an event that we wanted to go to, we would contact them and suggest that we did live art there. We'd try and get paid. If we didn't get paid, then we would at least barter for free tickets. Um, and so that would allow us to go places we wanted to go. We got some like great nights out for free. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of places like kind of treated us like rock stars, which was really lovely. Yeah. Like um, we got like a lot of free drinks and all of that sort of stuff. So we didn't have a social life, but we would every now and then we'd get one of those jobs in where it's like, okay, well, this can be a kind of surrogate social life that we can kind of... Yeah, make it for yourself. Yeah, it's really hard. Like when you, especially when you start something new, you've got to make a sacrifice. Like you'll see all your friends going out, buying new things, like being able to go out where like go on great holidays and do all sorts of like fun monetary things. Yeah, because for us, when we started the business, a lot of our friends were just getting their kind of first jobs and landing those like those nice paychecks. Yeah, and we like, were like on zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, like I started this straight out of university and. I had no money. I had a massive overdraft from what I'd spent loads of money at uni. And then coming out, seeing your friends go on to like grad jobs and get really high paying things like straight away. And then you've got nothing. And it's like, it feels shit. Like it really does. But after a good few years, I remember the first time I was like, oh, I'm probably earning almost as much as one of my friends now. And I was like, that's really great to kind of like be able to feel proud that you've made it there and you enjoy your job every day. Because it's like, I know that not many of my friends enjoy their job. It's like Sunday, like Sunday night, 
oh fuck it's monday tomorrow i've got to go into the office whereas like for me it's not like that yeah you couldn't pay me enough to to go somewhere that i was dreading on a on a sunday night yeah it's just not like life's not worth it life's bloody short and to spend most of your time in an office that you hate it's just like pointless yeah yeah so um that i like the pressure of keeping up with other people is is very real especially i think for younger people more than it is for older people yeah um i think that especially with instagram this culture of like i know i know there's a lot of people out there who will buy a pair of shoes rock them for instagram and then sell them on straight away yeah i've seen Uh, people around here who are obviously like have rented a range rover or something for the day driving around like an idiot and then just getting their photos in front of it just for the just for the gram gram. and and like and that happens a lot and for young people that are coming up seeing all of that um, and especially with all this talk of entrepreneurship now um, i mean so the other day i was stood in our in our tattoo studio on curtain road uh, with a mop in my hand at like eight o'clock in the morning and I was just thinking about entrepreneurship and I thought like the the image that a lot of people want to portray is like is cars and 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 money and trips abroad and all of that sort of stuff and no one wants to show you stood there I was mopping the floors of our studio yeah um and I just thought after running a business for 10 years as well yeah it's not like it's you've just started and you're mopping the floor it's like this is like real life. Yeah, a hundred percent. And but like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy there. Like, because I'm not mopping the floors for someone else. Like, this yeah. is my studio. Yeah, this isn't like you're 15 years old, kind of like a little side job, and you're just doing some cleaning. Yeah. It's I'm there you, because I want to be there. Yeah, and I know that me mopping the floor means that we can open that day and and do some tattoos and yeah, makes create some amazing art for people that they're going to wear for the rest of their lives. So and that means a lot to me. So. Um, so I think that that pressure is is very real and a lot of people are doing a really horrible job of perpetuating that yeah. and like those money guns have you seen those money guns like that, that, that just fire around the, the there's a supreme the one isn't there yeah there is a supreme one yeah, yeah. and and it's just it's just the worst because what we should be talking about is happiness mm-hmm. um, and like so when we first started the business, we both made huge sacrifices. I sold my entire sneaker collection, which sounds silly and I like I say it in talks and it always gets a laugh. But like that, that was real. That meant like I'm wearing ratty trainers. I hate wearing ratty trainers. I love my trainers. Like, but I'm going out with my friends who are wearing like what just dropped. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not, and I can't for four or five years um, until I'm finally in the position where I can buy trainers again. Yeah. And when I do get in that position, it's then not that important to me anymore, which is really funny. It is funny, isn't it? Yeah. Your mindset just completely changes. Like, especially when you're younger, you care so much about, what other people think in terms of like the way you dress and that kind of thing. But then as you get older and you realize that actually that doesn't really make much difference to my life. It's like what I wear is a very small part of who I am. Like me being happy day to day, me being passionate about things, me being creative, me like being me, I suppose is what it is. It's like, I'm not defined by what I wear. I'm defined by who I am and what I do. Yeah, like I think if we like if we go out and meet people, they don't come away from it going, "Oh, those guys were wearing green t-shirts." Yeah, they go, "Oh, you could tell those that they were happy." Yeah, like happy happiness is contagious, and so is it's 
I find it the funniest thing in the world of telling someone with no money to be happy. Yeah. Because like that, like you can't be happy with no money. It's impossible. Yeah. They say does money buy happiness and I don't think it does. But if you don't have any money, then you can't yeah. be happy. It's, th- re- it's th- really hard. I think there's a graph somewhere that shows like money and happiness on it and it does rise. It goes up to a certain point and as soon as you hit a point and it absolutely plateaus. Yeah. So And the point is remarkably low, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's like, I it's like 20 grand or something. It's like... It's an achievable thing for most people. Um, but anything after that, it doesn't actually rise at all. So like 20 grand a year annual salary? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Pro- that's probably around the average wage, right? Yeah, probably the average wage in the UK, yeah. So, def- so definitely achievable. And I think anything above that, then you just start collecting things that yeah. you probably don't need. So I think like where the, the happy- a lot of happiness comes from feeling secure and safe. And obviously if you've got nothing and you don't know where you can't pay rent and you can't eat that's obviously awful but as soon as you get to a stage when you can do those things then everything on top of that is just like it's just you kind of like it just grows and grows so it's like a lot of people like live to their means like the whole time so if they if they get a pay rise they'll go and spend that straight away or on like they'll treat themselves or then they'll start going to nicer restaurants they'll start living in a nicer place and they keep going and keep going and keep going though people don't get happier as that happens yeah. it's like they're just buying things that give them a short little kind of endorphin rush but there's no like long-term change there i think a lot of that comes to mindset and just getting your mind into a frame where you can be happy with what you've got and realizing that you don't need to spend 400 pounds on a pair of trainers when you could spend 30 pounds like i think being smart with your money because even if you're even if you're making very little, um, you can still make it work for you. We're we're not taught about money at school, and we learn we learn money from our parents and those around us, and no one's ever been taught about money. So I yeah. think it's really it's really hard to actually to actually do that. So I would say like, if you are just starting out, so this I guess this is to the to the original poster. You're feeling fr- pressure of keeping up with your friends because they've got cash and you haven't. Mm-hmm. Be careful with the cash that you do have like start saving and I, I say it like especially when I do talks to the students I say it all the time spend less than you earn yeah spend less than you earn always be putting something away um if you're in debt then always be working to like to clear that debt and I'm, I won't go into it now because there's lots of things that you can you can just google like how to get out of debt yeah don't pay anyone to get you out of debt like there's free resources online so like money saving expert do a really good how to get out of debt and there's a guy called rob moore who in his book uh, i think he's got a book called money, money. Yeah. and it talks about how to get out of debt in there so I, I would recommend those resources um and and just always be working on that be be careful with the money that you are earning and like and i think it's fine to like treat yourself every now and then yeah like completely if like, you can afford it yeah. like get a pair of trainers or like do what we would do back when we first started try and land a job with nike so you get a free pair of shoes and like that's happened to us we've yeah. been given free pairs of shoes when we've been doing a live art job for them um actually we I got mean, a free pair of shoes from nike for doing something free for nike yes which is yeah we basically offered some of their staff a free workshop they came we did it we got to meet those guys and they sent us some free shoes you've still got my shoes actually. i do I need yeah those, so please. and my girlfriend keeps telling me off the fact they're under my desk well, can you bring them in tomorrow then please yes Thank you. Um, Because I really want them. So, so yeah, so maybe that's something you can do. If there's something that you're after, like leverage it. Like you've got yourself free holidays before because you've, you've been to places where 
you know you can get yourself a free holiday. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but um, but there are there are ways to leverage getting the things that you want to keep up with the with the Kardashians or the the Joneses or whatever the phrase is, and just being smart. And we've we've talked about some previous guests who've done that. Go back through, listen to our guests, and see how they when they were starting out, how they made their money work for them. Yeah. And um, it may sting now, but. I'm telling you in 10 years time, it's so worth it when you sit back and go, okay, I've built an empire. My friends are still working in the same job or in a similar job. And they're just in that, that corporate ladder and they, they are not happy. Yeah. And And happiness is so much more important than things. I can't say it better than that. So um, we will wrap this up here. Thanks for listening. We're trying to help a lot of people with this show, so we need your help to grow the community and spread our message. If you know someone who'd benefit from hearing what we talked about today, or they just need a little nudge in the right direction, pass this podcast on to them. If you want to hear more, then subscribe to us on iTunes. And if we helped you with anything, we'll really love you forever if you can leave us an iTunes review. It makes a huge difference. See ya.